Hi. Hello. What up? This is Hot for Justice. And this is Jaime. And this is Jessica. And this is the screen recap edition of our podcast where we're talking about the Night Stalker episodes one and two. Yes. And if you're watching the YouTube video of this, I promise I didn't pick my nose just now. I was just scratching it. (laughs) (laughs) And that's also a really good plug to watch us on YouTube. Thank you. I'm good at this. (laughs) So, okay. I've seen all four episodes I've only seen the first two because I'm a loser, but it's yeah, fine. Because we're only talking I, about the first two. I took notes on episode one, but I didn't take notes on episode two, and it's okay. been like a couple weeks since I've seen it, so it's you might okay. have to carry episode two. It's, um, fine. it's fine. Essentially, what's cool about this is that they talk, they just straight up like go into the case, talking about it from the detectives and like the news coverage's point of view, and they yeah. don't talk about the creep who did this at all. So we're not going to talk about him at all either. No. Until we get to the last episode and we'll mention maybe his stupid name. That's all. Okay. Yeah. Like there's like a teensy thing that's like a cliffhangery thing between episodes two and three that I will mention briefly, but that's kind of it. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, let's start talking about these victims because that's okay. really where this kind of all begins. Yes. So actually, um, let's see. The first... We're first introduced to this in L.A. in 1984. Right. Um, the nostalgia of this documentary is just... Oh, yeah. It opens up with, like, Bruce Springsteen and, like, how things are, like, you know, happy and, like, beautiful in L.A. And, like, you know, it's all this, like, people that want to be stars and are coming to, like, you know, live their best life. But then yeah. shit gets real. Yeah. So they're talking about a detective who actually worked on the Hillside Strangler case, and then he starts eventually working on this case. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the other detective, his name's Gil Arroyo, who, right? Is that his last name? Um, I think it's not that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Gil. Hold hold on. I just had Gil. Wait. I literally just had it just had it up like two seconds ago. Carrillo. Carrillo. Okay. And Frank Salerno. Okay, so we're introduced to, like, their first, him, like, them at first, and they're talking about this. So the first murder that happens um, in L.A. is that, that we're introduced to, which is actually, like, not his first murder ever. It's just, like, the first one that we're we're kind of, like, here. Um, Was the murder of Dale uh, Okazaki, I think is how you say her name. Yeah, Okazaki. So uh, she's his first victim. Essentially what happens is um, he approaches this uh, house. This woman is in her garage getting, like, stuff out of her her car. She's just getting out of her car. And essentially what he does is she's not paying attention because she's preoccupied. He slams his hand on the hood, scares her. She turns to look at him. He shoots her in the face. But she survives because the bullet ricochets off her keys, which is freaking insane. And so he thinks that he's killed her, goes inside, he waits, and you can, like, uh, Gil's talking about how he's got the gun, like, kind of leveled on the countertop, and when Dale pops her head up, because she's, like, on the floor kind of doing, like, grocery stuff. Yeah, and she, like, hears him, and so then she, like, puts her hands on, like, the edge of the counter, and then, like, he's like, oh, this bitch is about to poke her head up. And And he shoots her in the head. Like... Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Like, she, uh, it was so unbeknownst to her, like, she had 
no idea what she was going... Oh, my God. No, I mean... No, and it just... It's actually just really, um... It's so sad. Yeah, like... She probably and then, had no idea. Yeah. And then... Uh, the roommate, uh, what's her name, Maria, she's like, oh, like, I'm gonna hide out here because, like, I don't... Yeah, she goes around to the front. Yeah, because she she's like, oh, he's, he's gonna, gonna come, come back out the, out the way he went. Yeah. And then he, he actually comes, comes back door. out the front. And she's kind of just like, please don't hurt me. She's like, yeah, like, you, you shot me in the head once, like, please, like, are, can you not do that again? And he leaves. Yeah. Like, what? Which is insane. But then an hour later, he goes... So this was in Rosemead, California. He mm-hmm. goes to Monterey Park where he shoots uh, Cy Leon, which she goes by Veronica. I don't... Yeah. I'm also probably saying her name wrong. Uh, you? Mm-hmm. You? He pulls her out of her car, shoots her twice. Um, And I want to pause because we're not introduced to the the first, like, two victims or a couple victims. Um, uh in the documentary so actually his first known murder happened in san francisco Mm -hmm. in a hotel where he was living um he raped and stabbed a nine-year-old chinese american girl may leung um and he hangs her body from a, a pipe. He It was not identified initially as one of his crimes, but because in 2009 they matched his DNA, mm-hmm. um, they determined that it was him. It was and him. they also disclosed a second suspect was probably there, but there was not enough evidence to prove, like, who. It's probably a good indication it was probably his cousin, because I think his cousin was, like, a big old perv, too. Uh, yeah, like, um, none of that would shock me. Yeah. I mean, so, and then. Point. In L.A., 1984, so this was, um, like, June 1984, um, he murders Jenny Vincow, who was 79. She was found almost decapitated. His fingerprint was found on a window screen he removed to come into the apartment. Um, and then, and then with Maria and Dale, those are when the first serial, serial crimes that they're, like, actually identifying is one person. So... Um, Dale's murder and Maria's attempted murder was March 17th, 1985. By March 27th, literally 10 days later, mm-hmm. he goes into a home in Whittier, California, fatally shoots Vincent Zazara, 64, in the temple while he's asleep on the couch. And then he... Ugh, he rapes and stabs the wife, Maxine Zazara, he, they said she had stab wounds just above her vagina, and then he removes her eyes. Yeah, they suspect that, and they say that it's possible that she had a really good look at him or something, and that's what caused him to do that. Um, because I, I don't know if he was afraid that she would, you know, make it or what. Um, and I'd be able yeah. to identify him, but Jesus fucking Christ, dude. Uh, they say that he essentially stole $40,000 in jewelry. Um, and then, um, he, oh, she, he also shot her. Um, he put her eyes in a jewelry box. That's and so fucking foul. And they find a footprint, which this is big. So yeah. the footprint in the flower bed 
And the bullets at the scene match the previous crime scene. Yeah, because that's one thing that was consistent um, was the with sh- the other finger, one. Or the shoe print. Yeah, it was like an avia shoe, right? And this is like, yeah. yes. And, and this is kind of where Gil is like, this is a cereal. And people are like, no, bro, it's not. Because yeah. people had never really like, I mean, serial killers weren't, they were a thing, but they weren't. They, they didn't were, have like the moniker a, that they had, that they have now. Right, it's like it was a pretty still like new concept then, and nobody wanted to believe it. I'm sure too. I mean, they'd be like, "Oh yeah, fuck that, not here," you know, or yeah. whatever. Yeah. But what um, have you? So that was March 27th, May 14th. Um, he breaks into Bill and Lillian Doy's home in Monterey Park. He shoots him in the uh, who shoots the husband Bill in the face, beats him unconscious. He actually crawls to the phone and calls 911 saving his wife's life because um ramirez uh he rapes the wife and beats her as well Mm -hmm. but the husband unfortunately didn't make it the husband bill um but his wife survived and then may 29th two weeks later he um i don't know where monrovia he goes and I think it's he, all kind of within like an hour in the LA area. Yeah. Um he breaks into Mabel Bell and uh Florence Nettie Ling their home. Um he attacks her with a hammer, binds her and then attacks um the other woman or man. No, women. Both are, are yes. women, sorry. <laughs> um he no, there's a lot of couples that he uh, attacked, so that's why. It, yeah, <laughs> it's sometimes yeah. Um, the he draw he uses lipstick to draw a pentagram on her body. So fucking creepy. Yeah, he's like he's just nasty. Yeah. Um. Well, and then also like one. this is kind of when like there's like some beginning of like potential like satanist like you know devil worship stuff like uh i forget if it was in the first or second episode um one of the oh it was the first yeah uh people well no in the first episode actually someone that saw richard ramirez um at like a goodwill said that oh he yeah had a, a t- the tattoo or the devil um, on his hand yeah and he so she saw him buying this acdc hat mm-hmm. and they talk about it in the first episode and and it's actually like um, he's identified by like Maria Hernandez wearing an ACDC hat. Yeah, it's it was like the same day. Thing. Yeah, um, uh, he also was seen wearing a black members only jacket. The mm-hmm. same shoe print was found, and then um, they said that he had really brown stained teeth and a very disgusting stench. Um, so yeah. that like witness statements were pretty consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we. Uh, in the the documentary i'm also looking at a timeline it has additional like cases in there um um we're pulling that from refinery 29 it just has like they have a timeline of all of his victims um so we're just kind of intermingling these in with what the documentary shows just because they don't go into detail about every single victim and also not in order necessarily yeah um so then they also have i mean this leaves out there were child victims And the documentary doesn't, it acknowledges them, um, leaves most of their names out, which is understandable. They do interview one. Her name was Anastasia, I think I wrote. 
I, I don't remember, honestly. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Anastasia. Um, he comes into her room and basically like convinces her to go with him she's only six and so she was like well he kind of felt familiar so i felt okay going with him Mm -hmm. um but essentially he kidnaps her um he assaults her sexually assaults her and then he drops her off at a gas station and says tell them to call 911 and tell them who you are um fucking creepy he did it multiple times to children and he would let them live and so they also thought that was a separate thing going on um there was an eight-year-old who was abducted and then raped um at a construction site and they had just poured concrete so they have this shoe print in concrete and this is where gill is like this is a cereal and this is all one person right and people were like bro this is unheard of popping up yeah and so finally they like confirm like okay this is the same size shoe it's the same shoe print this is the same dude um, and Gail, you have to give him credit because he was young and people were like, no, bro, this is not right. And yeah, he like, stuck this was with one his, of his like, first gut and was like, yeah, and he, he stuck with it. Um, oh yeah. And then also when there was guns involved, um, it was like a 22 caliber, I believe. And they were like, oh, like, well, there's so many different 22s. Like you could never like isolate yeah. it down to the same, being the same gun. And sh- sure enough, it was the same gun. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, so it was just oh, really funny. Like there was another, like break-in where he assaulted a young boy 11 year old and tied up the mom and it's just so terrible he's just a Mm -hmm. sicko um he we've got another mary louise cannon he drives to her house Mm -hmm. knocks her out with a lamp and then he um the the crime scene photos are just gnarly Oh he slashes her throat and then mm-hmm. he stabs her in her throat wound yeah repeatedly um and then there was another woman a few days before that who had um also had her throat slit like in the same area mm-hmm. her name was mary it was mary cannon and then patty higgins mm-hmm. and then there's a um this is literally with all within a few days of each other yeah um like there's like 10 days there's five people yeah um he attacks a 16 year old girl in her bed while she's asleep with a tire iron and he repeatedly beat her in the head and then try to strangle her with a telephone cord um she survives yeah and in the hospital she's got like um i think it said she had 42 inches of laceration and she had skull fractures um but the crime scene investigator she is like kind of she works on this whole case yeah she's like uh calls gill and she's like you have to come look at this they've got a shoe print in blood on the comforter yeah fucking nuts like that was incredible odds in a find like good for her for being diligent well yeah and then um, i believe it's the next victim um joyce lucille nelson um mm-hmm. who she or i'm so sorry it, so he rapes her he doesn't kill her and mm-hmm. then proceeds he burglarizes her home oh i'm i'm so sorry i i was asked backwards he didn't rape her she fought back mm-hmm. he he does kill her but he leaves a shoe print in her face from stomping on her face oh, so hard. this one was really sad because they talked to her like 
granddaughter. Granddaughter. Yeah. And her whole family and she's talking about how, you know, she she bought her own home and she was so mm-hmm. proud and she was always a super involved grandma and she fought like hell. Yeah, like she like there's all these like they show like some of her autopsy photos like her nails are broken like she has you know bruises all over like she fought like a motherfucker like mm-hmm. um so and then after that he goes to another woman's home the same day sophie dickman yeah same thing also tries like to rape her minutes away. um steals her jewelry and tells her to swear to sa- on satan Mm-hmm. And then he robs her. And she survives. So she yes. can say that that's what he was right. telling her. Um, so, you know, in a lot of this time, he's, like, driving stolen cars. Yeah. Um, he's kind of traveling within this radius within Los Angeles. Um, and yeah. he's, like, oftentimes hitting two houses in one night. Like, mm-hmm. uh, anyways... Um, I don't know uh, where it ends on episode two, like how many victims they go through. Um, I don't know like the exact number, but like basically that's when they say like, oh, they, there was over a course of ten days five victims. Um, well, like five murder victims, but also like attack victims. Um, yeah, he's just really. I mean, and they take the time and they interview the family, and mm-hmm. they, you know, really, I feel like do the victims justice and they really do um, i think you know and they talk about some of like I, there was one uh daughter i can't remember what her name was but she found her parents mm-hmm. um because she was supposed to meet them and then they didn't show up and she thought it was really strange it was like a weekly thing and mm-hmm. she went to their home and she found them murdered and um the, the crime scene photos are just the stuff's like unreal, like so. And we probably should have said this at the top. Um, we'll, and it'll definitely be in the Maybe show notes. Like, like a trigger warning. <laughs> yeah, like they're they show a lot of crime scene photos. Um, some of them are like partially redacted. Um, but there but are a lot of crime really, scene photos. They like minimally redact them. Right, because like it's you definitely a lot of the they're trying to show and, a point and yeah, and, and prove that he was a monster. Like that's yeah. definitely that's what they do and achieve. Um, so well, definitely. I think also just the like sheer brutality of his crimes, right? It's brutal. Like, yeah. Um, so and then, yeah, we'll 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 do that, right? And then the episode two kind of ends with they actually end up getting his uh, dental. Uh, what are those words? X-rays. His uh, teeth X-rays. Oh yeah, so so um, that was an interesting thing. Yeah. They actually had set up like a an alarm system in this. Yeah. Like, they identified this dentist. Uh, why was that? I think they figured out that he would have had like a really bad infection or something. Yeah. So um, I forget which investigator it was, but one of the investigators gets a hold of this. Um, either it was like a bite mark or like the initially that turned into like kind of like an imprint or X-ray or type of situation. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, I had a buddy who's a dentist. And I was like, oh, can you, like, unofficially tell me what you think about this? Right. And, yeah, uh, and he was yeah. like, oh, that guy has an early infection. Like, he's going to have to go to a dentist soon. Um, yeah. Or he's going to, like, go septic, basically. And then um, he was the right. cliffhanger bit is that a dentist does do work on Ramirez. And that's yeah. one of the ways he's eventually caught. But also, like, 
a different like he, he gives the name Rick but I think right. a fake last name um and so they identified the dentist and they're like yeah he was in here a few days ago oh no 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 it was part of it was too they figured out who the dentist was because of the car remember oh, you're they right. like I'm sorry they they like identified the car and they held the car for fingerprints I can't yeah. remember they pulled him over and he like bolted yeah he did and it. they thought it was really weird um so they have this car they were like we're gonna need to fingerprint it well it ended up getting impounded and never touched so later the investigators go back in and they have a card for a dentist yeah they call this dentist and he's like yeah this is you know i'm seeing this patient blah 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 and so they have officers sit in the waiting room kind of just waiting for him to come in he doesn't come back in and then so they outfit the dentist with like this silent alarm that he can push when this Mm -hmm guy comes comes back in and so the next time he does come in the dentist is pushing the alarm pushing the alarm well no one comes because the alarm's not working and so they literally just miss him and it's like astonishing Mm -hmm. Two, also like if they had printed the car who knows granted i'm pretty sure it was stolen um probably but i mean who knows i mean like he was sloppy i mean i don't know like yeah well, and also the, the one of the overarching themes is the shoe. There was right. one of these shoes shipped to Los Angeles. One pair of these fucking shoes. Right. And granted, it's in the 80s. It's not as easy to track stuff. But so, it's like a lead they can just never pin down. They can't figure out where they were shipped or who sold them or who bought them. Um, it was very distinct. Insanity. It really was. So I'll have to like refresh on that car thing because I, I want to, I can't remember why he got pulled over um, and why he bolted, but it was interesting because yeah. I don't think they necessarily knew like this is. No, his they don't think they knew car it was connected until. Until like a little bit later. After the fact, yeah. Or they were kind of like figuring it out, but um, it's very interesting. And to hear the detectives talk about it and how. You know they're going like bit by bit and they're just feeling constantly like i'm i mean gil even talks about what pressure it put on his family yeah um he was constantly working getting called out all the time his wife was pissed (laughs) she wasn't feeling safe either yeah um who would really it's like he was in the news so it's not like you know i'm sure the then they didn't know who it was but i'm sure richard ramirez was watching and like knew who was hunting him um I, I, there was one interview, I think it was in the first two episodes too, where this family, he was like a corrections officer and mm-hmm. he and his wife were talking about how they woke up like she heard something in the middle of the night and the husband got up and he had a gun and he was like going through the house and like noticed a window was open or unlocked and it hadn't been. Oh, hell um, And they called the cops and they found the shoe print outside of their house. Mm -hmm. And the cops are like, you are so lucky. Like, so lucky. Yeah, because you would have been figgity fucked. Right. I maybe, I mean, if he had, if he had a weapon and you know how to use it, maybe not. But I don't know. That, that's like chilling to me. Yeah, like, like that almost. No thanks. Like. Yeah. Mm -mm. No thank you. Yeah. I'm good. So. (laughs) Um. Like, if you were almost a murder victim, like, I would rather, or if I was almost a murder victim, I'd rather not know. <laughs> no. Mm-mm. No, yeah. I'd be, like, 
terrified to sleep for forevermore. Yeah. Forevermore. But it's just really interesting because I feel like when you've got that, like, instinct, you -hmm. really should listen to it, you know? Yeah. You know, those weird little feelings you get, your spidey senses, they're real. You listen to them. Absolutely. So I think that's, like, kind of covers the first two episodes. Yeah. It's it's a very well-done documentary. Yeah, definitely Um, recommend it if you have a strong stomach and are cool with crime scene photos that are gory as fuck. Um, But that's if and only if. And, you know, if you, I mean, trigger warning, obviously they talk a lot about, you know, very, very brutal assaults and sexual assaults and children yep. being raped. And if that's, don't watch it if, if that's triggering to you. Yep. It's triggering I, to anybody, If but if you can't handle that, then don't, don't watch it. Because it's like, it's, I mean, honestly, just like the, the wake of violence he left is astounding. Yeah. So we'll, we'll link this refinery timeline that we're kind of going off of um, too, and um, of course you can watch this on Netflix. Yes, you can. And uh, next week we will recap par- uh, parts three and four, and then we will t- cover Cecil Hotel. Yes, um, that one I think is probably going to be like two or three parts too. Yeah, that it's long. yeah, it's a couple episodes. So. Yeah, we'll figure that out. Yeah. Um, do you want to take off a bit? Or do we um, even do that on these? I don't think we do that on these, but we can do it on our... We'll, we'll take off on our next regular. Excellent. I couldn't remember. I'm um, losing it just like you were losing it at the beginning. It's okay. I actually feel better now. <laughs> I, I opened the window and it did me some good. I don't know. Good. I'm glad to hear that. Well, on that note, <laughs> we will catch you on Monday with a regular episode. Thank y'all. All right. Farewell. Toodaloo. Bye.